<laughs> Thank you very much, Anderson. Another signature ridiculous. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. Senator Dick Durbin had a front row seat today to what Nancy Pelosi just called an executive temper tantrum by this president. The minority whip is here to tell us what happened and more importantly, why he believes this president gave an ultimatum to either stop investigating him or give up working with him. But maybe it's this president who better make a choice to work with the Congress on these investigations or else it looks like he's going to be forced to do the same by the courts. A second federal judge upholds subpoenas for the president's finances. We're going to bring in a Republican member of the Financial Services Committee with what this means to him. And the president says he doesn't do cover-ups. One question, why does he keep covering things up then? The path forward now seems to go through one man. We're going to argue who he is and why we must hear from him now. What do you say? Let's get after it. We believe that the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. Instead of walking in happily into a meeting, I walk in to look at people that had just said that I was doing a cover-up. I don't do cover-ups. This whole thing was a takedown attempt at the president of the United States. The Democrats, here's the backstory. They were invited to come to the White House to work with this president on infrastructure. They also happened to come to that meeting fresh from a meeting about an uprising to impeach him. Senator Chuck Schumer says what greeted the Democrats in that house would make your jaw drop. We heard what came after, but now let's find out more from someone who was actually in the room where it happened. The Democratic whip of the Senate, Dick Durbin. Senator Durbin, thank you so much for being on prime time on such an important night. Good to be with you. So it really came to a head today. You had Nancy Pelosi saying that Congress believes uh, this president is engaged in a cover up. Then she and Senator Schumer went in to talk infrastructure with the same man that she was accusing. And obviously he didn't like it. He had this to say about it. You probably can't go down two tracks. You can go down the investigation track. And you can go down the investment track, get these phony investigations over with. We're going to go down one track at a time. What do you make of his proposal? Well, I can tell you this, Chris. I was in the cabinet room when the president walked in. And I can assure you that what I saw there, I wish you had a camera, would have made the highlight film of the Trump presidency. To invite all of us, the Democratic leaders of the House and the Senate, on a follow-up meeting on infrastructure, to put out the nameplates to get us all prepared for a carefully choreographed five-minute appearance by the president where he gave a statement, basically wheeled around and walked out of the room. I've never seen anything like that uh, in politics. Uh, it was dramatic, that's for sure, but it didn't get the job done in terms of serving the American people. Well, where's the chicken and egg analysis in this? Do you think that he got hoodwinked by that statement and by what Pelosi said before the meeting, or do you think she, he planned to do this all along? No, I can tell you, I think it was carefully choreographed. He's been under investigation now for two years or more. Secondly, statements have been made by Speaker Pelosi, by Schumer, by others uh, that were at least uh, reminiscent of what was said this morning. What it came down to, I think, was this. This president cannot come through with an infrastructure plan that he promised in the campaign. Nick Mulvaney, who was not in the White House the last time we met three weeks ago, 
I think, blew his top when he heard the president say $2 trillion in infrastructure and made it clear today that the president was going to walk away from any effort to build America's infrastructure. And yet it was almost superhuman of Bill Clinton uh, to be able to compartmentalize the way he did during the Monica Lewinsky thing. It does make sense uh, that it puts a hell of a lot of strain on the situation and working together uh, when you're also uh, considering whether or not to impeach. So let's put the president's noise and any theatrics to the side and talk about the best foot forward for the Democrats to get the answers. The problem for the president's argument there is he's the one who's keeping it from ending by not going with the cooperative effort of disclosure. So what is the next step for you, Senator? Well, let me, your starting point, politics ain't beanbag, they once said, and being president isn't another round of golf at Mar-a-Lago. It's a tough job for any president. And this president has had shares, uh, share of problems that he's created for himself. The question now is whether he wants to govern in the closing two years. He has the power, the opportunity, if he's willing to use it. Senator Schumer, Senator Sanders now, big names in your side of the party, or at least Bernie's on that side of the party when he's going to run for president. They both say they're open to impeachment. Where are you? I can tell you the case uh, is obviously strong when it comes to obstruction of justice. Read the Mueller report. Mm. Mueller did not go forward calling for an obstruction of justice prosecution and use the Office of Legal Counsel opinion as his reasoning. Uh, Of course, then Bill Barr ran to the rescue of the president. But if you read that report, the Mueller inquiry and report, it's pretty clear that this president time and time and time again was involved in conduct that was carefully or choreographed, but still crossed the line into obstruction. So then you should call for the House to start impeachment proceedings and you should be ready to make the case for removal. Well, let let me just be very honest about this. A whip's job is to be able to count, and I can count, (laughs) and I don't believe there are 67 uh, Republicans, pardon me, 67 senators, including 20 Republicans, who would join us in that effort. Does that mean the investigation should stop in the House? No. They need to pursue with witnesses and testimony and documents a completion of the investigation by Mueller. It is their right, maybe their constitutional responsibility, and the president had better accept it. So then the party would have to be very straight with its members and Americans in general and saying, we're going down this road of impeachment because it's the only way we believe we can get the president's cooperation, but we are not doing it to remove. It's a tough sell, isn't it? It is a tough sell. But I also think that the uh, situation is such that asking for witnesses and documents, if the House Judiciary Committee is going to be turned down and not given this information, that is a dramatic assault on our Constitution. We have three branches of government. There's interdependence and, of course, checks and balances. At this point, I think uh, Mr. Nadler and the House Judiciary Committee is doing exactly what he has the authority and responsibility to do. He's gotten a couple of wins. He got a wins on the text prep people from one court. He got wins on Deutsche Bank and Capital One and another subpoena thing. So it has bought some time before the ultimate decision is made. But one uh, would guess it's going to have to be made soon. Let me ask you about something else that could be done right now. So DHS through the White House came to you guys with a four plus billion dollar proposal to give them what they need to get through this emergency situation that is having kids die on our watch. They say Congress, especially the Democrat side, is slow walking it. Fair appraisal. Well, I can tell you we gave them over $400 million in the omnibus bill. They spent deal it. With the, well, they said they spent it. I'd like to see it. I was there three weeks ago in El Paso, and what I saw is no evidence of an investment in this uh, 
clearly humanitarian challenge that we face at the border. Now we're working on the disaster bill, and I think we are making some progress. As I uh, videotaped this statement with you, I was told just a few minutes ago by Senator Schumer, there's some glimmers of hope here. We're not at the end of the day. We haven't got an agreement yet, but we're moving in the right direction. Perhaps, just perhaps, we can reach an agreement on this. Senator, my concern, if you tie it to the disaster bill, you get caught up in disaster relief politics and all of the animus towards Puerto Rico that doesn't make any sense but exists and all the other politicking of who gets what in what cup. This is something that exists independent and urgent on its own. You can quibble with how they spend the money, but the emergency is clear, and this is measured in deaths, not in debt. Yeah, but Chris, let me just tell you, take a look at how few things we enact as legislation in the United States Congress, particularly in the Senate. Virtually nothing. Mm. The disaster aid is a vehicle we can use and should use immediately to deal with this humanitarian challenge. Mm. So you don't think that there's enough goodwill in the Senate right now for Mitch McConnell to put something on the floor to help DHS deal with what everybody knows is a crisis? I'll tell you, if it's money for a crisis, that's one thing. But what we're hearing from the president administration is they want to change policy in every direction. That is problematic. And I think they're going to have extreme difficulty in light of the way that they've been treating children and parents presenting children at the border and convincing us that they have the best of intentions. Mm. Senator Durbin, I appreciate your candor on this topic. It should really matter to all Americans much more than it does, and I appreciate you taking it on. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Chris. If Congress doesn't move on the funding that DHS is asking for soon, the money is going to run out to keep unaccompanied minors safe. If that happens and you have nowhere to put these kids, what do you think is going to happen? Time is of the essence. We will keep asking the questions. Now, Two months ago today, Mr. Mueller handed in his long-awaited report. He would know better than anyone if this president is engaged in a cover-up. Coming next, why there is no need to mull over the next step for Democrats, it's clear. And another cover-up. You hear what the Treasury Secretary, Mr. Mnuchin, said to Congress today about the promise to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill? You must. Coming up. I think we had a breakthrough moment today. Now, here's the state of play. Here's where the Democrats are. I have Nancy Pelosi go out and say that the president of the United States engaged in a cover-up. Cover-up. Loaded term. Pelosi knows what it communicates, and so does this president. Here's the breakthrough. This will only stop one way. There's no reason for the Democrats to be in all this, uh, you know, investigative declaration, a impeachment inquiry, impeachment. Forget it. Forget about the how. Focus on the who. You have to hear from Bob Mueller. He is the only person who can say whether there is enough in his report to warrant congressional follow up or not. If he sells the findings short, if he's ho-hum about the need for political accountability, the only real move for Democrats is to use what's in that report in the election. But if he puts meat on the bones of the five different bases of potential obstruction in the report that most of you have not read, so they are trying to fire Mueller, trying to get McGahn to lie about wanting to fire Mueller, trying to limit Mueller's scope, trying to mess with Cohen's testimony and Manafort's cooperation deal. If he puts meat on the bones of those and says those are legitimate questions that he couldn't pursue, but Congress can, then it's time to put up or shut up for this president. 
not the Democrats. They will clearly have to get to the bottom of it. And this president will have to change course from this. I don't do cover-ups. You people know that probably better than anybody. No, because you are all about covering up to this point. Fact, POTUS directed Michael Cohen to pay off the women and tried to cover it up. Those payments were a crime. Cohen is, Cohen is doing time for them right now. He tried to cover up his son's boneheaded attempt to get dirt from the Russians, dictating a bogus cover story. And I've shown you the proof that the president just flat out lied when he said this. I know nothing about Russia. I don't deal there. So it is time to shift from hiding key witnesses and hiding from the truth to acknowledging what even this president admitted. If you've done nothing wrong, being transparent is better. True. So even the president knows that if Mueller speaks and says there is a need to look, the president has to stop hiding and selling you poppycock like this. Well, it turns out I'm the most, uh, and I think most of you would agree to this, I'm the most transparent president probably in the history of this country. Key facts. This president didn't testify like he promised. That's what he needed to do. And I doubt history will treat kindly his 19 versions of don't remember or don't recall in just the written responses from his lawyers that didn't even touch obstruction. Now, he won't let people who already did testify come forward to stand behind their words. But here's the problem. What if there is no Mueller? He's still at the Department of Justice. That's troubling. We don't know why. And the pattern of blocking participation by this AG and by the White House does not bode well. If the president blocks Mueller, if he does that, then the only thing that is transparent here is this president's fear of being exposed. And he deserves whatever the Democrats bring his way next. This president said the Mueller report is the Bible. He should let its author speak to the American people now. So back to the politics. Is Pelosi right? Is the president engaged actively in a cover-up? She says that alone is an impeachable offense. Let's start off there with a great debate next. Question, was what Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, called a temper tantrum actually a setup? How much of this spontaneous reaction by the president today to the Speaker and to the Democrats, how much of that was actually strategy to avoid having to talk about how to pay for $2 trillion in infrastructure? After all, what's the proof here? It takes a minute to print up signs like this on the podium, right? That doesn't have anything to do with infrastructure. Let's use that as the start of tonight's great debate with Amy Kramer and David Urban. What do you think, David? Do you think uh, that the president uh, had one in his back pocket today? Look, Chris, I, I, I think he had every intention about talking about infrastructure. Uh, I, I've heard him speak about it in the past few days, um, talking about a serious effort. And, and, and just as you, to your point exactly, you know, if, if, how, how it was going to be paid for, what was going to be done. So I, I think he heard the speaker today, um, you know, come out and basically throw the gauntlet down and say, look, if, if, if she believes that he's engaged in the cover up, as you er- earlier stated, she should move forward with with impeachment. If she doesn't, then she should move forward with the people's business and and get, get working on both? infrastructure. Like bill. happened under Nixon, like happened uh, under Clinton. Chris, because I just heard you say, like you said earlier, um, it's very difficult to compartmentalize. It's very difficult to keep that animus under wraps. Um, it's very difficult to work through those things. I think Bill Clinton was 
extraordinary in his ability to compartmentalize during that incredibly difficult time. Um, but, uh, but realistically, this is a much more partisan um, Congress than it was back then. And, and I think <laughs> you think you got, so. Uh, I, I listen, I heard some of the, I heard, uh, you know, some of the Clinton administration uh, staffers even say admit so today. Uh, I, early, I early on TV. Well, let me ask you this. Then, Amy, let's get I, I, Amy in here. Let's get Amy in here. Sure. The sign. That sign has nothing to do with infrastructure. What was that sign doing there on the podium, Amy? Well, I'm not sure I'm not part of the administration, Chris, but I would imagine that he had planned on doing a press conference at some point and they had that sign made up. And so he was obviously angry today and he has every right to be. Mm. I'm glad he's fighting back. At some point, it's human nature when you're attacked Mm. repeatedly and accused of crimes Mm. that you did not commit, you eventually fight back. He allowed the Mueller investigation to go on and play out how many millions of dollars, subpoenas, you questioning nothing so compared on to and Benghazi so and and nothing Chris not a nothing. drop in the bucket if compared to Benghazi you never complained about if, that Chris it I mean why are you pushing back with Benghazi we're talking because about the president of the United States and took years you know and what, seven different thing. hearings and it was a political charade that uh, and American that, lives were lost that's Chris. right American and you guys lives took advantage lost. of that and well, played well, on those lives so, and so pretended Chris, that no. that was your intention when so, your intention so, was to smear. So, so Chris, and that's let's why talk about, you did it. No, so now Chris, you want to pretend your high ground well, when let's, you were playing about, low ball. Well, Chris, yes, let's, talk about Chris. This, let's talk about this president. Let's just talk about this and, and kind of focus back here on the issue. Talk Probably about unpre- a listen, for you. Uh, uh, unprecedented cooperation. You know, th- this president is, is was as many of the, uh, the networks noted when the Mueller report came out, you know, unprecedented cooperation. The president didn't exercise or exactly. exert executive privilege once during the entire Mueller investigation. There were 2,800 uh, subpoenas issued. Five hundred uh, people uh, w- went before the grand jury and testified. Forty-seven. For, listen, forty-seven White House and campaign staffers. Right. About one point five million documents, pages of documents, right. were turned over. I mean, really unprecedented cooperation. When he didn't when, testify. Listen, Chris. When it mattered. He didn't when testify. It mattered, when it That's was all not that for mattered. pure political gain. Read the report. No, Chris, listen, Chris. Mueller Chris, said listen, we had a Chris, lot of you, other you, evidence Chris, to work with, but you, we needed you, that. You, we couldn't Chris, figure you're, out you're what we a, needed. You're a very smart lawyer, Chris, and you would never in a million years let your client testify if he didn't need to. I have a different analysis that I'll offer when you're done. Chris. Okay. No, no. Finish your point, Dave. No, that's it. Go go My analysis is this. I agree with you 100%. The Raskins, Sekolo, Giuliani, good job. You saved his skin. But he's not me. He's not you. He's not Amy. All good people, and I'm happy to have you on the show. But Amy, he's the president of the United States. He said he wanted to go there under oath. He said he owed that as being president. He had nothing to hide. He owes the people of this country a debt of service. He serves them. And he should have sat down if he had nothing to hide and answered the man's questions. Even the written questions, Amy, her turn, even the written questions didn't handle obstruction. How is that transparent? Chris, so you would advise the president of the United States to go against the legal advice from his team. I find that hard to believe. He did what his team wanted him to do, and he didn't go under oath. He answered the questions. The Mueller report played out, and there was no collusion, and there was no obstruction. End of story. There was no finding of criminal conspiracy. There was collusion and attempts to collude, and they couldn't make a determination about obstruction because he didn't testify, and Mueller's hands were tied by the OLC opinion. Go ahead. 
This this is the thing is that this is sour grapes. The Democrats have been having a temper tantrum ever since Hillary Clinton lost. They cannot get over it. They cannot move on. Every time they look at Donald Trump, they see what could have been. When they had the Women's March, those women weren't there because Donald Trump had done something to him to them. They were there because they He's already had their airline their tickets right and their hotel rooms. Self determination of their own but, bodies. No, what do you mean were. he hasn't no, done something? Were. No, you know, uh, no, that is absolute BS, so, Chris. So, so, that is not true. He wants true. to get rid of Roe this, v. Wade. This. <laughs> He made up a position Chris, to get people on. like you to come like him. Come on. No, so Chris, 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 again. I'm sorry, but if you think that I base my opinions on Roe versus Wade or one thing like that, you're wrong. I mean, So if I he were pro-choice instead of anti-choice, you'd be for him. I'm not. I, that's not my issue that hey, I vote hey, Chris, on. Chris, I am yes? pro-life, but that's ahead, not Dave. my issue. Go ahead, so, Dave. So, so, so back, to the, back to the cooperation aspect of this, right? I, I, I look at this and say, you know, there, there's a fundamental question that underlies this. Do you, at your core, trust Bob Mueller? My my statement has always been Bob Mueller is a great is a patriot served this nation in uniform and as is 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 in other capacities and from the very get go from his appointment I said listen I'll I will accept what Bob Mueller says good bad or otherwise because I believe that he's an honest man Agreed. and he's a patriot Agreed. and so after undertaking. All of this analysis, mm -hmm. his report says what it says, and it's in black and white for every American to right. read. And listen, and I'd urge, and I'd urge the members of the House Judiciary Committee to, to you know, put away their silliness and go read as much as they can. No, 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 before, no, no. Listen, Chris, no, it's not enough. They, you got to have well, Bob listen, Mueller on the well, stand. You know, you know what's would a you start, agree Chris? with that? It, it would be Chris. You know, it'd be a good start for them Bob to read. Bob Mueller the, on the stand, Chris. No, it'd be a good start for them to read the document to we begin with. We don't know with. who's reading it's, what and who no, doesn't. No, Chris, it's already. Right. Listen, the chairman has said he hasn't read it. He refuses to go over and read it as a matter of principle on the stand to answer Chris, to the American Chris, people Chris, about you know what, what he found, and, what he and, didn't. And, 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 if, and, if, and, if, and if Bob Mueller wants to, he will he will go and testify. I you don't think he should Chris, be blocked? I, no, I don't think he should be blocked. Me, I think I Bob Mueller say, should be allowed to testify. Go ahead, Amy. Can, I want to say that I just came from Pennsylvania, spending several days there. Mm. I was outside of that rally on Monday night in Montoursville, Pennsylvania. Those people aren't waking up worried about collusion, obstruction, impeachment. Those people are waking up across America worried about how they're going to feed their families, clothe their families. Do they have jobs? Can they put a roof over their children's head? Those are the things. And I saw a woman walk several miles on crutches. I have a picture of her mm. to see this president. Women with their walkers going to see this president. I predict this goes on. This is going to be a landslide for this president mm -hmm. because the Democrats, I mean, what is that saying? If those who forget it's history are doomed to repeat it. saying that they were going to, to a Trump it. rally and he is one who is not and going they, to benefit from any further investigation here. Chris, and Chris, you know, I did just, any no, of them say to care, you, Chris, I'm happy if the president doesn't do infrastructure. I'd rather him fight his own fight of political self-interest and deal with the investigations and not deal with infrastructure. Did anybody say that to you, Amy? Yeah. Actually, you know what? At a luncheon yesterday, they said they were tired of the attacks on this president. They were tired of the witch hunt, and they wanted it to end. So they Chris, didn't Chris, want look, him to do infrastructure. Final Chris, word, look, Dave. Go ahead. The, the, Chris, no. this is incredibly political. Look, impeachment's a political it undertaking. Is. And, and I, listen, and I, and I think the American people. And look, Speaker Pelosi's very intelligent. Mm -hmm. She knows that if she goes down that path, it's going to cost him at the ballot box. Mm -hmm. And so she's she's trying to death by a thousand cuts. The president shouldn't force her to go down look, that look, path, listen, Dave. He should stop blocking the investigations. It's a, it's a, it's a 
it's a binary choice. If he Chris, just puts up the people who already testified and puts up Bob Mueller, this is over. If, if, the, if the speaker believes that the president is currently engaged in obstruction of justice and all the things that she articulated today, she should file articles of impeachment tomorrow. If he tomorrow just cooperates with the if investigations, not, then there's no need for that. Chris, Chris, it's a, Chris, Chris he already what? did cooperate when it mattered, not in a political spectrum. What are you talking like about? He wouldn't Chris testify, Chris, Dave. He didn't Chris, do the I one did, thing Chris, that would have Chris, shown he, he was different. Chris, he did. He did not Let exert me. executive privilege over any of the people that were asked yeah. to testify before Until before it became politically significant, no, like no, you Chris, just no, said. Hey, no, now Chris, we won't let McGahn come Chris, on because he, he, he says Chris, it's privileged they when he waived it. Chris, they cooperated when Chris. it was important. It wasn't a political circus. All right. Mueller, it was not Chris. a political circus. This is a political circus. All right, I got to leave it there. I appreciate the arguments from both of you. Let him impeach. Let him impeach the president. It's not going to bring make. I don't know why. I don't know why it has to be brinkmanship. It's not going to. Just work with the investigations. There's no reason for everything to be taken like the shutdowns. We don't have to shut down everything all the time. Just cooperate if you have nothing to hide. Amy, David, appreciate the arguments. Love having you on. Be well. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Another showdown today between the Treasury Secretary, Mr. Mnuchin, and Democrats. Now, look, they're still waiting for the Trump tax returns. And there's a problem with this situation, and we need some help. So we have Congressman Sean Duffy. He was at the hearing. He knows the law. What's going on here? What matters to you? Republican from Wisconsin, next. Good to see you. So in the face of legal advice from IRS lawyers and the IRS's own manual, despite a ruling this week by a federal judge just hours before uh, today's second ruling, the Treasury Secretary still insists he's on solid legal footing when it comes to the president's finances. Are you aware then that by denying this that, that, that you are in direct violation of the law? No, absolutely not. I have been advised I am not violating the law. I never would have done anything that violated the law. And quite the contrary, I've been advised that had I turned them over, I would be violating the right. law. I don't know that he's taking the right person's advice. And now our next guest is on the Financial Services Committee. He was in that room. Republican from Wisconsin, Congressman Sean Duffy. It's good to have you on primetime always. It's good to be at the Chris. Thanks for having me on. Why not just give over the taxes? The law is pretty clear. They stated their purpose. That's all that's in the IRS manual. Just give them over. Yeah, so, but, but, but the law is clear that uh, presidential candidates and um, members of Congress, we have to do financial disclosures, Chris. We're not required under law to turn over our taxes. Now, as a matter That's of practice, true. senators have, or uh, people who are running for, for, for president, they actually, well, well, as a matter of practice, turn over their as tax a documents, but it's not by law. Not by so law. So Donald Trump did not turn over his tax records, right. but he did do a financial disclosure. Right. And there does have to be a legitimate legislative purpose to investigate and harass the president is not a legislative purpose that I think falls under that category. But that's an opinion. uh, It's not in the law. And in the IRS manual, it lays out how you're supposed to deal with requests from Congress. And there's nothing in there about some ancillary analysis about whether you like their reason. They gave you a reason. They have the power. You've got to give it over. This is dangerous stuff for you, Sean. Well, so that's an opinion for you, too, Chris. It's it's, it's the opinion of uh, of the Treasury Secretary that it it doesn't meet the standard. And so what's going to happen is It'll go to the courts. We'll let the third branch decide uh, whether those records have to be disclosed or not. But, but why I think, did the I do IRS think Mnuchin... draft memo from their lawyers say the opposite? Well, they, we don't know where that came from, Chris. So that it didn't wasn't come an official from me memo. It doesn't. It wasn't an official memo of of the IRS. We don't know who wrote it. We don't. But it, could it was have been an a, exact been echo a, of what's in their manual. It could have been an intern within the IRS. Uh, you really so think it was an intern? The, it, do, well, who was it, Chris? 
probably one of their counselors who was but asked to give an opinion about what to do now here. Now you're speculating, and we don't know. <laughs> Hold on who, a second, who, Sean. Who, who, it's not who, who, on who me to from? tell you who wrote it. The document is legitimate. It comes from the IRS. It echoes so, what's in their manual. The onus is on you or anyone they, who wants to protect what, the president no, the onus to is, say it's the onus is on, not on me. The onus on, the onus on you is to report the official uh, stance of the IRS, which is not contained in that memo. No, um, but it's in the, the manual, and it's the same the, as the memo. And, 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 and what we're told is that you have to have a legitimate legislative purpose and to harass the president of the United States because you want to, you know, continue the, the, the Russia farce investigation, have at it. But here's my point, Chris. Let's stop moving the goalposts. Okay. You know what? Let's abide by the law. The president is not required to disclose his taxes. He does a summary. He did that. You all said when I was on your show and I listened to your last segment, you said... Bob Mueller is the gold standard. Whatever he says, we've got to abide by. Yes. Well, Bob Mueller did his report, and now you're like, well, but I, don't, I can't believe it because He didn't because find Donald anything Trump on obstruction because the president Donald didn't, testify. didn't testify. His hands were or, tied, and he left it to Congress. So, but, but you didn't say, you, that was not, as we talked over two years, you didn't say, I'll only abide by Bob Mueller's report if Donald Trump testifies. No, you said, we'll abide by Bob Mueller's because report. Because I was told you, by the president the, of no, the United States that he would and testify. You, no, and you did not also say that if I don't like the findings of the Mueller report, I'm going to go to jury now to try to investigate it a second there time. There was no finding Everyone's on obstruction. Everyone's moving. It, well, they, they didn't find a crime, Chris. There was no crime they that was found. They did not find no a crime either. Chris. He left it to Congress. So, I was a former prosecutor. You're a lawyer. We don't exonerate. We actually no, you say, don't. is and there that enough? that was weird enough? language, is, and I need to is, hear him what? explain why he used it. Is there enough evidence to prosecute this case? That's my decision that I make. He didn't find it. He didn't make a referral for a criminal prosecution. He said he could He's not in the business of exonerating. And by the way, this was an investigation that was total bogus. There was no Russia collusion. And so now Democrats are trying to say, yeah, there was no Russia collusion, but uh, we think that he attempted to obstruct. He didn't obstruct the investigation. He fully cooperated with the investigation. He did not fully Don cooperate. McGinn, he didn't testify. Don McGinn, Don McGinn, Bob Mueller did not say, I didn't find Russia collusion, but for the fact I could have if Donald Trump had testified. That was not his finding. No, his he finding actually was, said that no I Russian had enough collusion. evidence to look at this. And he then said he said, no my hands were tied on the first page. I can't prosecute a sitting president. And he I said leave the investigation this to did not establish the members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russia government in this election interference. Right. And he activities. says in the other part of that same sentence, so but no boy, collusion. did they try to get benefit from it. No, but he, and but they he, just look, didn't look, succeed. They certainly but, did things that were wrong and lied but, about it. You know but that. Here's what's, here's what's frustrating to me, Chris. Yes. I look at Don McGahn. Uh, works as a counselor to the president in the, you know, as his lawyer yes. in the White House. He testifies for 30 plus hours yes. with Bob Mueller. And so now Jerry Nadler doesn't like the findings and says, I want you to come and testify for three hours in front of our committee and we're going to get more evidence than Bob Mueller and his professional investigators and prosecutors would have got from in 30 hours of testimony. This is all political charade. Let's get beyond the business of politics. Let's work for the American people. Well, if that's people what you want to do, then you must not like what the president said today, him saying, let's do infrastructure structure or investigations. Nixon didn't say that. Clinton didn't Listen, say that. But let's stop riding the little bike, take our hands off the handlebars and look at what, what Nancy Pelosi said. You know this. When you cut a deal, whether it's in Congress or in business, it's about trust and relationships. And so here Nancy Pelosi is going to come over and cut a $2 trillion deal on infrastructure with Donald Trump. That was never And before she comes over, you know that she they says don't have the money. Up. You, know, a, but she's, you know that. She's, listen, no, so you, but you're going to come over and talk about it and say there's a cover-up going on and think that Donald Trump is going to love you for that? It was actually Nancy Pelosi who blew this meeting up. And I wish you would have asked um, your, your previous guests, hey, listen, what's the cover-up? Why Sean, do you lay the cover-up for us? All I mean, I'm saying they, they, is this. Being president is tough. 
And having people oh, come after you is tough, and you got to be tough to have the job. And someone like you, you, who represents where you do in Wisconsin, this infrastructure matters. And it shouldn't it be an either or. It should be a both. But, they got to figure but a way know, to work together. But you know that Donald Trump's a builder. Donald Trump, the no, first thing he wanted to do when he got in office, it was build, you know, New York. He's built a, a ton marketer. of things in New York City. No, he's, has he built buildings in New York City? Of course he has. You know that. Come he's on. had other people build he's a builder. some things. No, 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 he's no, developed he's a, some things. He is a builder. And he, he, the first thing he wanted to do when he got to Washington, he actually wanted to do infrastructure. He now, did. he was convinced to do other things like tax and right. uh, health care, but he wanted to do uh, infrastructure. That's where his heart's at. And I think the American people look at Nancy Pelosi and say, you don't want to work with Donald Trump. You, you won't work with him on the border. You won't work with him on USMCA. And you will not work with him on infrastructure. You're just obstructing because you can't give Donald Trump a win, even if it's a win for the American people. Well, that will be the question for the next election. And I appreciate you being here to litigate it all the way through. You're always welcome, Congressman. Sean Duffy from Wisconsin. Pleasure. Come back soon. (laughs) All right. So why is the Treasury Secretary backing away from this plan to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill? It's one of the few things that we got national buy-in about. They did this whole national survey. and This is what people wanted. What's going on? Supposed to be the first African-American woman to appear on U.S. currency. What's going on? D. Lemon and I will take you through it next. All right. This is one of those stories that deserves more attention. This was a push of years in the making. Harriet Tubman, we all know who she was and how important she was to this country, putting her on the $20 bill. But don't plan on seeing it during the Trump administration. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin confirmed that today in his exchange with Democratic Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley. Listen to this. Do you support Harriet Tubman being on the $20 bill? I've made no decision as it relates to that. Right now, my decision is focused on security features. And what about imagery? What about the representation? Again, it's not a decision that is likely to come until way past my term, even if I serve the second term for the president. So I am not focused on that. He's focused on security features, D. Lemon, like protecting the president's taxes from getting into the hands (laughs) of Congress. Why do you think he was doing the duck and cover about Harriet Tubman? Why was he? Because he was speaking to an audience of one. And plus, it just doesn't appeal to uh, his base. He said he thought it was political correctness. I don't understand what is politically correct about putting someone who is a hero to the country, not just for people of color. Of course, she's a hero for people of color. Putting a hero to the American people on currency. And there was big buy-in on this all across the country. Yeah, people were already calling it Tubman's, right? Um, Listen, at some point... Someone had to decide who goes on all of our currency. And, I, you know, I, I think making a decision about that is not necessarily political correctness. It's who you think the best person is. And Harriet Tubman is certainly, um, you know, worthy of being put on. This took years. American and it currency. is interesting. You know, you, when you say uh, he called it political correctness, that's not um, the Treasury secretary. That's this president said that back during the election. Right. And he is known for having a picture of Andrew Jackson, obviously currently on the $20 bill. Yeah. And he is... It's interesting why he likes Andrew Jackson, seventh president from South Carolina, a man who was known for being self-directed, had the kitchen cabinet. He only picked his friends who agreed with him to be around him. He was very controversial in ways that's similar to this president, whether he knows it or not. Yeah, a lot of listen, a lot of our forefathers were controversial and you can't you can't take that back, but you can do what you can to mitigate it Mm -hmm. and try to correct it. Listen, for as as 
as much good as Andrew Jackson did, there were some things that he was not perfect at. He did own slaves. And I think that, you know, taking him off of the $20 bill, which will be in circulation for a while, he, he will have had his place on the $20 bill and he'll still have his place in history. And putting someone on who was a hero to people who were fighting against slavery, I think that is, you can't get any more America, American than that. I think that we should take steps to mitigate the terrible parts of our terrible history. Doesn't mean that we should forget it. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't teach it. Doesn't Put it mean in that, the museum. And some of it should be in a museum, right? Right. But uh, it doesn't mean that I have to, you have to walk around with a slave owner's uh, you know, picture in your wallet or on your currency. What That's do you got, D. Lemon? That meeting today at the White House. The room Someone, where it happened. Front and center, room where it happened. You know who was in the room where it happened? Who? Chuck Schumer. What? He's up in just a few minutes. Stop. He's going to explain what happened He's in the room. As you said, where it happened, he's going to tell us all. Strong, strong get, strong get. R.D. Lemon, I'll check with you in just a second. All right, quite a show today outside the White House. Now, we've seen it before. The Trump Show, episode Me, Myself, and I. Here's the problem. Asking Congress to make a decision what to do is really making a decision for himself. What about putting the country first? It would actually benefit him to do so. Some advice and an argument next. This president is getting criticism for telling the Democrats to pick one, infrastructure or investigating him. You probably can't go down two tracks. You can go down the investigation track and you can go down the investment track or the track of let's get things done for the American people. I love the American people. Get these phony investigations over with. First, he's not telling the truth about what circumstances are keeping him from doing infrastructure. The reporting reflects what Senator Durbin told you here tonight. The president's budget folks don't think they can swing it because of how costly the tax cut was. They don't think they have the two trillion that they would need. So today was all petty penny theater. Second, it's a tough job being president. And in that position, you have to be able to take a beating and keep fighting. You have to be able to surrender the me to the we. Like who? Well, Richard Nixon. He was up against it, right? First of his kind that we saw with all this. Kept working with Congress. Bill Clinton. All right. He dealt with a lot more intense scrutiny than what's going on with this president right now over something far less important than what Mueller cites in his report. And he was able to compartmentalize. I ask you to turn away from the spectacle of the past seven months to repair the fabric of our national discourse and to return our attention to all the challenges and all the promise of the next American century. When he was in the deepest of the doo-doo, Clinton had bipartisan accomplishments. He balanced the budget. CHIP, welfare reform, adoption legislation, that's just a few. And several months after he was almost removed from office for lying about an affair, his popularity was higher than ever. So that takes us to number three. This president holds the key to getting the investigations to finish because he's the one holding up the process. The argument has not changed since this all began. If he and his folks did nothing wrong, why did they lie about what they did? Now, same concept, new context. If you have nothing to hide from the American people, why won't you let the faces and facts come out for all to see? POTUS isn't even following the script he started reading from just two months ago when he was all about exposing Mueller's findings. The Mueller report came out 
That's the Bible. It was a complete and total exoneration. Then why hide? Why not let the American people see the Bible? Let's extend the metaphor. Why not be the Moses confronting the Mueller morass and set your people free to testify? Now, of course, this president would be more like the Pharaoh in that metaphor and that I guess we could dupe in the attorney general for being the Pharaoh just for the sake of argument. And I'm nothing if not an optimist, even if it does reduce my biblical reference. So I'll let the president be doing the good thing in this. More and more reasons here. You have now had separate courts and judges say you can't block subpoenas for taxes and for lending documents. The decisions came pretty quickly. So this president may want to get ahead of where he may wind up by force. Second, disclosure is the best way to get the closure this president says he wants. If you disclosure, there is no closure. People will never clear you of what must be answered for. And third, manning up, giving the investigators what they need is also the best way to show that this president is in office to do something for other people, not just himself. And at the end of the day, That has to be what it is about for a president of the United States. He holds the key. He can either go along with what they want. He knows what everybody's going to say. He should have nothing to fear. He just said he's the most transparent. Put them out there. Most importantly, Bob Mueller. He's still at the DOJ, and I don't know why. They should put him out there. They should offer him up right now. I don't care if he wants to do it or not. It's his duty. Let him tell Congress and the American people whether there is something there that Congress should look at. Everybody says he's a man of integrity. What will he say? Surrender the me to the we. This president holds the key. Must be right. It rhymes. Thank you. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.